Right, Giles, we're, we're currently sitting in my living room. It's very nice and tranquil. It's quite a tranquil home, isn't it? Mm. Tranquil's my middle name. Is it? Sophie mm. Tranquil Green? I would say probably more like worry is my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> worry what? Anyway. That's a nice middle name. Right, around this time every year, I like to do a little annual roundup. It's like a celebration um, and a reflection of the year that's just gone by and goal setting for 2024. And I love it. It's my favourite time of the year. Um, it always just makes me feel good about myself, celebrating those little wins, recapping, reflecting, and then setting the goals for the next year. And there's something really magical about the new year, isn't there? can be. I mean, January, I would say, is a difficult month. It's a long month. It's kind of like, I say it's like the Monday mm. of the year. Um, you say that, do you? I do, yeah, yeah, I made that up. <laughs> um, I invented that. Did you? Um, yeah. No, I did. No, I, I find it's like a bit like that. And yeah, mm. January's hard. It's a hard month for everybody. It's quite a challenging month, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think doing things like this can make it much easier. Yeah, I, I find that, you know, there's that little buzz at the beginning of the year, you know, New Year's Day when you've, you've set all your New Year's resolutions and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to eat well, I'm going to journal and meditate and all this. And then the reality of, particularly in England, where mm. the weather is crap and it's depressing and you go back to work and life takes over and it's easy to lose that momentum, isn't it? Also, it's hard sometimes. We, we like re- resolutions, for example, like it's, we sometimes make them unattainable. I think mm. it's like actually doing like something that we like you've done and what you do regularly and what you've forced me to do this that we, in a good way uh, is um, is actually try and think of some things that are attainable. Yeah. And not so unattainable. Because like I think New Year's resolutions, everyone's like, oh, what's your New Year's resolution? And you kind of think of something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's not like tangible. Yeah, and not sustainable either, mm. I think. There's a lot of like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym every week or eat really well or become a vegetarian mm. or whatever it is. But actually... When you see it's marketed that way as well. Like you go into a... Like go in January, you go into a bookshop and it's all the new diet books and all like the health kick stuff. And then it's like... Like, you, you're kind of guilted into it almost. Yeah, that's true. And then you feel like crap if you don't, mm. if you break your New Year's resolution. And it's silly, really, because I'm i a big goal setter. I think we should be setting goals all year round, regardless of what time of year it is. Attainable goals and sustainable goals. And, yeah, I think it just seems silly to do it just at this one point in the mm. year. Um, but I think it's a really nice time of year to set intentions. And so this is more about, reflecting on what's past Mm -hmm. celebrating what's past and then setting intentions for the year ahead so i think this might be a two-part episode yeah having said that we might just release this one we'll see how long we can talk for if we talk for hours and hours we make it to like like 10 o'clock at night (laughs) we've already got past part one yeah exactly well it is me so probably um and I think the first part we're going to do is reflecting and celebrating yeah the year that's just gone by And the second part is going to be setting the goals and intentions for next year. And I would encourage people listening to journal or grab a piece of paper, write it on your laptop. Although I do think there's something quite magical about writing with a pen. Physically writing it down, I think is, yeah, I think you get to, you can take more time over it. Mm. And I think just that physical activity is better for the brain. Also, I think journaling in general, it takes you to a different 
state of mind. I think you tend to go into a more meditative state just through the act of writing, which you don't really get as much when you're typing on a computer, I don't think. No, because you guess the screen is feels almost like a barrier. I know it sounds silly because you're doing the same kind of principle, but mm. yeah, I think physically writing it with your hand and your brain, I don't know if there's a, a connection there. I don't know, that yeah. physical kind of... I think so. You like it's almost like pouring stuff out. I know it's not like you pour stuff out on the page, but it does feel like that. Definitely, I love to journal. I always feel be- better after journaling, um, and so I've written some journal prompts. I've written them. I would say I've invented them, but these are kind of like a mashup of things that I've come across mm-hmm. in in y- previous years. You know, off YouTube videos or wherever it might be. Um, but they're things that I found really useful. So I sent them over to you, and we've mm-hmm. both prepared our answers for these journal prompts. But uh, I think the listeners it would benefit from maybe... Absolutely. And I think in the show notes, we can put these pr- these prompts for, for the listeners to have a look at and do it themselves. Yeah. And it is challenging. Like, it's not easy. Like, I will say that like, I found it really challenging to do, to actually think and reflect on the year that's gone and then thinking about what I'm going to do ahead. It's, it's not easy to do, but so rewarding yeah i was saying as well the other day wasn't i that it's actually quite tricky to think of answers that are like podcast appropriate (laughs) because there's plenty of things Mm. i could write that i wouldn't want um lots of people to listen to on a public platform (laughs) so uh, that was quite tricky as well but these answers that i've written down are all things i'm happy to share with the listeners which to be fair is quite open and vulnerable um but yeah we'll put the prompts in the in the show notes so that you don't have to sort of keep pausing and you might want to listen and then go back mm. and then do your own answers. And then do a little happy dance. Yeah, I think everything should be done with a happy dance afterwards. Can you do one now? Not 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 right now. Oh, so is it private? Yeah, it's the sort of thing you wouldn't want to see on a podcast. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Michelle. Anyway, right. Number one. Three things that I am proud of in twenty twenty three, so the year that's just gone. Three things I'm proud of. Do you want to start? Yeah. So again, this first question out of the out of that, I found really, really difficult because I was thinking, what am I, you know, what am I proud of? Um, so I started off thinking mainly, I guess, about work related things. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing that came into my head was something that I've been thinking about a lot lately: um, is taking difficult creative paths. Mm. making difficult decisions around creativity um it's something i've always done but actually sitting writing this was having to acknowledge that is something that i do on a regular basis but this year in particular i feel like i've done quite a lot of tricky i've had quite a lot of tricky decisions to make going Mm. forward do you mean like the path less trodden yeah i've been i think um, making difficult choices within a project so like if I'm writing something maybe doing something that I feel is uh, a little bit more left field or that you know instinctively I think is the right place to go to but also I think actually making decisions about work related stuff so for example like do I want to be doing that project? Is that light me up? Mm. Do I want to be doing stuff that does light me up? That kind of thing. So yeah, making those difficult decisions. Um, and like probably often going for the most difficult 
thing. Yeah. The most difficult path is often where I go. Um, and yeah, but that is what normally lights me up, trying mm. things to be a bit diff- more difficult. Yeah, and I think that that's usually when the best results come out of it mm. as well. So funnily enough, my, my first one is very similar. All right. um, I'm proud of pushing myself out of my comfort zone ah, yeah. and facing challenges head on, which is not something I usually do. I'm a very avoidant person by, you know, naturally I tend to bury my head in the sand with things. And I do find it challenging to have difficult conversations, to say no to things, to put myself out there, to face p- possible rejections or um, failures and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I feel proud of myself. I communicated in various different things in my life. I um, co-hosted an award ceremony um, with the amazing Robert Lindsay, and that was quite scary because it meant standing up in front of hundreds of people, which is very different to hosting a podcast where you're sitting in, sitting in a little room with people. And also I took care of my dog, who was facing loads of really tricky things this year. Like she had a major spinal surgery, then she went blind, now she's going deaf. Um, And she's very depressed because we lost her sort of companion dog. And um, that was really hard. It's scary. You were there. You came with me to the vet a couple of times and it was like, you know, panic attack inducing Mm. (laughs) facing that. But I faced it. I called the vet. I sorted it out took her to have surgery and stuff instead of ignoring it and I'm proud of myself for that yeah you so say you should be and that's hard actually the person that's more kind of obviously more on a personal level you know having to feel it's that those big life things mm. that we we kind of try and avoid but unfortunately they do catch up with us at some point and yeah it's really hard and it was obviously it was very emotional seeing you going through that. And oh, no, so I think yeah. that's the only time I've ever displayed any emotion <laughs> ever, especially in front of you. It was quite funny actually thinking about it. But um, but I do think it's important to kind of to look back and actually celebrate that mm. these hard moments in life that are really tricky, whether it's looking after a loved one or you know, something work-related or a really uncomfortable situation, I think it's really important to afterwards think, do you know what, I'm really proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Like like you would if you were watching a friend or a loved one do something really tricky or go through something really tricky. You would look at them and say, I'm really proud of you. I mm-hmm. think it's important to do that to yourself. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that. And Thank yeah, you. and there's lots of situations that I know you've been through this year and yeah, you've come through them all. And you can look back over this year and think wow, I actually got through that stuff. Yeah. That's not easy. It's a year of growth for sure. Absolutely. What was your second one? Well, this year, again, kind of off the back of of making difficult decisions and like, or like, yeah, kind of going creatively in in places I wouldn't normally, like you, coming out of my comfort zone, I I actually set up my own production company. Wow. Yeah, so... That's huge. Yeah, which is, yeah, really scary. I've never done anything like that. I've never formed a limited company before. I don't even know where it's headed at the moment. Like I'm doing lots of projects, but just actually kind of registering a business on Company's House, yeah, um, which I know you've done, yeah, in the past. It's it's, yeah, pretty scary. It's but really like, scary. But, but also, like the universe often opens up. We talk about this a lot, like how the universe moves in mysterious ways. And I remember, like the day after I set it up, I was already, I started getting contacts from like producers stuff. It's a film pump. For anyone who doesn't know, it's a film company getting contacted by producers and stuff who wanted to look at my work. So, you know, it had this weird kind of knock-on effect, just literally just setting it up in the yeah. first place. Even if I don't do anything with it, it's had like a kind of 
well uh, an effect already honestly it's so brave and the amount of people even just setting up a business the amount of people that have these plans or talk about mm. s- starting a business or what have you and never take that first step that's the hardest bit and you did it completely off your own back i know you spoke to various different people myself included to ask for advice and stuff mm. but like you know when i set up my company i had friends and loved ones that were helping me through it like explaining oh this you have to go Mm. to companies house and set it up and then get a business bank account and all this and so I had people helping me but you just kind of did it didn't you you just texted me you're like I'm gonna (laughs) bloody do it (laughs) well that's again I'm I'm definitely an impulsive individual so sometimes these things are very impulsive but yeah I think you know you just google stuff and then like yeah okay it's not that it yeah it it's not that scary really when you look into it and actually go through the process mm. it's not as scary as you think yeah and then once it's there like um, you know it's there and it doesn't feel like it was scary at all really once you've done it so many things in life are like that honestly the idea of doing it is so much bigger and scarier than actually doing it I have another friend actually who started her own business this year she's um, previously just always worked for people mm. and she decided to go out do it on her own um, which is big in the middle of, you know, like a financial crisis where things are always Massive, a bit tricky yeah. at the moment. And yeah, she was like, actually, it's not that hard. And it's all working out really, really well. It was like the universe wanted me to do this. Yeah, and now absolutely. it's gifting me all of these opportunities. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, my one, my second one was I set boundaries for myself. And we talk a lot about boundaries on Unquestionable, don't we? Well, once or twice. But we don't often talk about the boundaries we set with ourselves. We often talk about them with, like, friendships and family and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But actually, I found that I needed to set a lot of boundaries for myself um, because I was saying yes to a lot of stuff that I didn't have time for or didn't want to do. Um, I wasn't taking any time off. Like, I felt really guilty about taking any time off, a bit of a workaholic and... I was also procrastinating and stuff because I was feeling so burnt out. So just learning to say no and knowing that there's power in that, in the ability to say no and not feeling scared to say no, like you're going to hurt someone or you're afraid that no other opportunities are going to come your way. That's a big one, isn't it? I always think that, like saying no to stuff, thinking, oh, will that that thing ever come back or you know, am I missing out on something, that FOMO thing? Yeah, exactly. Um, and you, and I think you get it often when you're self-employed. If you're yeah. a freelancer, it's really hard to say no. And you end up burning out, working too many hours, doing jobs you don't want to do. Um, and I've been doing that often on my entire career until, you, until I get to a point where I'm like, enough, I can't do this anymore, and then I stop. But I think this year has definitely been a year of learning how to say no. Well, and saying no to the things that don't light you up or don't do anything for you. I'm not, not that everything has to do something for you, but actually, because what happens is sometimes there's not space for the things that you do want to do or, or, or for the people that you want to see or whatever it might be mm. because you've said yes to everything else that actually you think about, I don't want to really do any of those things. Yeah, again, it's like creating space, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and again, I'm a big believer that when you clear space for the things that aren't meant for you and don't light you up then better opportunities always come along yeah anyway your third thing that you're proud of from this year well this is something that i i do a lot and it's uh, making lasting connections Mm. um it's something i i I, you know it will come back again later on in this in this uh prompting that we're doing but um yeah i i love connecting with people whether that's online or in real life 
And um, I feel this year that I've made some really lasting connections. I've I've solidified connections I've already had, I've already got, and then I've increased those connections, whether it's through work or personal life, mm. you know. And um, I, I feel like the more people I connect with, I mean, good people, I mean, like people that I need to connect with, um, you know, that makes me a better person. Mm. Um, and yeah. I, I grow as an individual. I learn stuff. And doing the podcast has been great for that because you get to meet all these amazing people. Mm. You know, you and I working together has been fantastic. And so, yeah, so all that kind of stuff. So like making lasting connections is um, it's a big thing for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's been something I've been... Uh, yeah, I've really, really loved this year. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's great. Well, on that note, my third one is I'm really proud of this podcast. Because uh, it was actually around about this time last year that we were like, should we do a podcast? Yeah, let's do a podcast. And then when I, this, In this very house. It was in, yeah, it was in the kitchen. Yeah. It was in the kitchen. We were washing up or, I don't know, eating chocolate class or something. <laughs> and um, yeah. You to be fair, you've been kind of saying to me for a while, like you should do a podcast, and and it wasn't really anything I was that passionate enough about to commit to do a podcast with. So and eventually, I was like, you know what, I will only do a podcast if it's with you, and we're just interviewing and talking to really cool people, and then we were all getting something out of it, and mm. then the listeners too. And then I remember we sat over the Christmas period in your little, you know, your, li- your living room with Shao, and we were. L- planning and giggling and laughing and then well, I think we stayed up to like nearly two in the morning talking about potential guests and it was very yeah. very funny and it, I yeah. laughed quite a lot I know uh, and yeah. then <laughs> and then Shell laughed so hard she had an asper attack <laughs> um yeah that was yeah that was when we for some reason when we were in that like weird midnight hysterical period that Wendy was talking about the other day mm. when we were chatting to Wendy um and you get to that giggly phase. That was when we decided we were going to do an Emma Thompson themed podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Don't know why. I don't really. I don't know anything about her. No, <laughs> but it would have been great. I think. Yeah, and it was an Emma Thompson quiz themed podcast or yeah. something. But that, funny enough, what I was going to say when I say it would have been great, I think whatever we'd done a podcast on, it would have been great because it's you know for me it's you know it's been so joyful collaborating with you, and uh, so I think whatever we'd have done, it would have been. Mm. It and good. Oh, it would have been fun for sure. I don't know that the listeners would have probably tuned in every single week for an Emma Thompson. Oh, another Emma Thompson. She is amazing. It's the sense and sensibility years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now it's Nanny McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, it was hilarious. It was fun. And look, a, nearly a year later, and we've been releasing. Pod, we've been well. We've been releasing episodes for a few months now, and we've already made it to the top three of the Apple charts. We've got some really cool, exciting things planned for next year, which yeah. are top secret at the moment. Mm. But how cool is that? The guests that we've interviewed have all been super cool and interesting. I've learned loads, and again, taken a massive step out of my comfort zone by doing it because I'm not a podcaster really. And now I am. So oh, you are. Absolutely. Yeah. You're a podcaster and you're a podcast producer yeah. and you're a host. Yeah, you're all the all the other above. I know. So, 2023. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, three things that I overcame in 2023. Mm. So I think this is an important one because sometimes people can focus on the negative of like, oh, this year was really hard. And I think this is one for people that did have a tricky year. And actually probably overcame a lot more than people that maybe had a really easy year. So what three things did you overcome? 
Well, you know how I really love my morning coffees. I go down to Backers in the morning, I get my coffee to maintain my energies throughout the day. Well, I do love a coffee in the morning, but sometimes it doesn't quite hit the spot and too much caffeine, as you know, is not good. So I've discovered these magic mind shots. I've started to incorporate these into my daily routine. Uh, and the best thing is they taste amazing. And more importantly, they help me boost my productivity and my focus. Oh, yeah, I've heard about these. These contain something called nootropics, which is something that I actually recently heard all about uh, when we interviewed our nutritionist. They're supposed to be amazing for attention and co concentration and cognition and really good for your mental health as well. So you end up getting more done and you're more productive in less time. Yeah. And do you know what's great also about these? So unlike heavy caffeine, I can take these magic minds even in the afternoon and I have no worries about getting off to sleep in the evening or tossing and turning. Mm, and have you been noticing any difference in the way you've been feeling in terms of stress and anxiety? Yeah, oh, it's so much better. They've got this thing in it called L-theanine and it naturally reduces your stress levels. Mm, funnily enough, I've heard about L-theanine because I had a friend that used to take it and it was supposed to be really, really good for anxiety and I've never found it anywhere in shops. I'm probably not looking hard enough, but I've but I've looked in sort of all the health food shops and I've never been able to find it. So actually, that's really cool that they have that in these shots as well. So if you're like me and you're trying to perform your best every day, you've got to give Magic Mind a try. Seriously, it is a total game changer. I am going to give Magic Mind a try. It sounds amazing. And guess what? The Magic Mind team have hooked us up with an incredible offer for our listeners. You can get up to 56% off your first subscriptions in the next 10 days and 20% off a one-time purchase. Just head over to magicmind.com forward slash unquestionable and redeem the discount with the code unquestionable20. But remember, that 56% discount only lasts for the next 10 days, so don't miss out. Yeah, believe me, this offer is way too good to pass up. Try Magic Mind and feel the difference yourself. Well, the first one is um, kind of money worries, that trying to stay afloat. Mm. And it's, that's a, as a freelancer, that's the sort of, you know thing that you worry about most years like am I going to be okay this year and you're kind of working month to month and that's always been a thing for me but I suppose what I've been trying to overcome over the course of the year is that mindset around it mm. trying to be a little bit um I know less panic induced like I, I've talked to so many freelancers that you know they go they get to the point at the end of the month and they're thinking okay i've got to go i've got to go and get a proper job uh. they're on, they're, you're jumping on indeed and you're looking up jobs and blah blah, blah and you think and, and and then what often happens for me is like something will come up and it will drag me back in mm. you know like the universe will, will, will come forth and give me some. i thought riches. you were about to say the universal credit then i was like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not a job Giles. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, no but the, no the universe will come forth and give you something and you're like okay i'm back in and yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, doing, yeah. I'm, I'm cooking again yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, like, again, that is going back to the first part, the things I'm proud of, taking difficult decisions, making difficult choices often then leads to like difficult, maybe slightly difficult financial times. Mm. So it's being able to like think, OK, it's going to be a bit tricky for a bit, but if I stick with it, if I stick to my principles on this, mm. then hopefully at some point this will like yeah, flower and I'll be I'll be fine again. Well, it's investing your time and energy and money sometimes into projects that aren't immediately paying out. Mm -hmm. 
and you knowing that it's like a future investment yeah. that's the tricky thing yeah. i find but i also do find from experience if you're always on the back foot and you're always thinking am i gonna have to get a job this a proper proper job quote unquote mm. this month am i gonna have to get a proper job that's how you're gonna view your career mm. as like impermanent yeah and really fragile and that's what your career is going to become it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy especially nowadays when everyone's talking about the financial crisis and like oh no nobody's you know there's no jobs about everyone's struggling the house market blah 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 i try and tune out from all of that because then you get in your head about it and that's in the back of your mind if you just focus on this is what i do for a living this is my career there's no other option we both know if push came to shove, you would have no problems going and getting another job. Like you wouldn't have an ego about it or anything like that. But you don't need to focus on it. No. Just know that that's a backup option. Option that's your parachute. But mm. actually, you're gonna you're gonna bloody do it. Yeah. Cool. Well, my thing um, <laughs> that I overcame this year was overusing my phone and procrastinating, which has been like a massive, massive thing for me for a while now. Um, I think just in general, I use my phone for like work. I'm always on social media replying to people and responding to comments and posting and stuff like that. And it's a big part of my career and I'm happy and grateful for that. But also I use my phone so much that, you know, it's always in my hand. I'm always playing like doing jigsaw puzzles on my phone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm so addicted to bloody jigsaw puzzles. I'm so addicted I blame Giles because he got me onto the app. Um, but yeah, and I just found that I was being, I was less motivated. I felt less, you know, hot. I wasn't working as much. It's just a, a bit of a vicious cycle. So I have implemented n- no screen or switch off weekends. So switch off Saturdays, switch off Sundays, sometimes both. And oh my God, it's an absolute game changer. And, um, yeah, it's still a work in progress. I haven't totally overcome it, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, you should be proud because it is really difficult now. We're so addicted to these devices. And I think when you do work as a, you know, like your creative freelancer, we are so tapped into social media. We need social media. Mm. I'm not gonna, uh, people say, oh, you don't need it. We, we, we kind of mm. do. Oh, I do. It's a way of, of showcasing our work and connecting, you know, like I've said earlier like connecting with people making connections and talking about what you're doing and all that kind of stuff it's vital Mm. almost but I think you're right and I guess going back to you putting some boundaries in for yourself yeah that's another way of putting boundaries in for yourself that are good healthy boundaries that mean that you can be more productive on the things that actually will bring you know bring fruition to you like Mm. whether it's through your own kind of creative spirit being uplifted or if it's monetarily as well yeah financial because you're actually doing more work yeah more productive exactly it's so true second one um loss of projects um and i put kind of slash friends although i would say projects because <laughs> your friends are your projects well maybe <laughs> uh, but i think projects a big one like yeah there's been a couple of things this year that um probably could have swayed me from the path um mm. you know difficult decisions being made that were out of my hands on certain big projects mm. and um it's hard you know the, the rejection doesn't get any easier you know when you've been doing this for like you know i've been doing this kind of stuff for like 20 odd years now and um yeah it, it still hurts as much as it ever has done so getting over those things and not getting over them but like moving on from them and seeing that actually new opportunities arise 
off the back of those mm. moments yeah um and being less focused on on the pain and, and you know and thinking this is the end of the world if like a bad moment happens so yeah yeah checking in on myself on those moments and like mm. not being too yeah too down about stuff and yeah then trying to move forward well when projects and not just projects but you know like anything that someone works on or dedicates any amount of time to when they do come to an end or they don't work out or they fail quote unquote fail or what have you it can feel like a real rock bottom moment I think you know if you especially if you've invested lots of time and energy Mm. into something it really can feel like the end of the world but it's always for a reason and it's always for your greater good and it's not until you come out of the other side and you look back in hindsight that you realize actually that probably wasn't meant to be because of xyz so yeah i think it's a good thing to overcome very very good mine is starting my new collection commodities which i've been talking about forever and has been a bit of a block for me really um lots of fears have come up like fear of failure again fear of rejection you know people not really getting it or it not getting off the ground um and then yeah just lots of procrastinating and stuff like that so I've been (laughs) very slow on this uh, collection I started it I gave myself a a month or two to chill at the beginning of the year because last year was just extremely um challenging like work wise I worked my socks off last year and I knew that this year would be a 2022 you mean 2020 sorry 2022 I worked my socks off that was impermanence was exhibiting yeah. and it was your first big exhibition yeah you know, exactly so, like, you know lots of things I know because we you know I was working with you a little bit on that and like just getting like things like sponsorship and mm. there's all the other aspects of things that people don't even realize oh god making sure yeah. you get the right venue and all you know, and obviously completing the work and mm. then all the other logistics. Yeah, I'd never Huge. done anything of that scale before. Mm. And so I knew that 2023 was going to be quite relaxed, com- you know, compared. And um, so I've, I have only done three paintings in my new collection. But do you know what? Actually starting the collection was the hardest bit for me. And I'm proud that I overcame that because mm. now I'm kind of on a roll and next year I'm going to continue and hopefully will be the exhibition next year so mm. watch this space well and i would say and i say this to you all the time that your work gets better and better and better and i think you know your commodities um paintings that you've done so far are like next level oh thank you well no but like that so i think the fact that you haven't you know you're saying oh, i've only done three mm. actually you've done three amazing bits of work and you know that's mm. you know that's something definitely to be proud of well that's goes back to like you know pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is i have never done anything like this before this is a whole new area for me it's a whole new style it's a whole new concept my my work is less conceptual typically and mm. this is all very conceptual slightly more contemporary there's sort of like underlying themes and a story behind it and that's all completely new for me so again it's pushing myself out my comfort zone but it's all making me grow mm. and well um, i think it's important when you're creative to not stand still ever it'd yeah. be very easy for you to just go and do another version of right. what you've done before but well, actually you're yeah you're you're taking it upon yourself to move forward exactly try something new and push the boundaries and stuff and that's like always got to be applauded oh totally do you know what it's so so true and it's so tempting to just 
do what you've always done because yeah. you know it works. You know, if I was to do Impermanence Part Two and it and it's just another Impermanence type collection, I'd get so much less enjoyment out of that. And yeah. I think my, you know, the people that come and see my work would as well. But I think this is going to be really cool when people come and see it. And do you know what? I've already come up with my concept for my next collection. Awesome. Already, well, look, that's amazing. So you're like. T- years ahead which is great and yeah. it d- d- goes back to what i was saying about taking difficult choices like i was saying the other day i, I oh, imagine if i was just still writing kids books mm. i could have just done that because carried on doing that but then i just thought like actually do you know what i want to start a podcast and oh now i actually want to write a novel and now actually i want to write screenplays and now i want to try and produce movies mm. i think just to keep moving forward creatively for me is always been something that I've wanted to yeah to do and I think that you know I think the same for you probably yeah definitely who was it that said if you're not growing then you're dying I don't know but it's a good quote yeah someone did we'll look that up but it it's it's so true not just for creatives for anyone you know even if you're not a creative and you have a normal not quote unquote normal nine to five job just constantly growing and working on yourself and improving in various different areas is so important because I think otherwise you just stagnate and you just feel mm. like shit and look there's nothing wrong with doing the same job your whole life but within that mm. yeah you still want to be like doing it better exactly or, or, yeah, yeah improving your own personal life or whatever it could be yeah. or improving yourself so, exactly yeah. right third one well at the beginning of the year um, I had some, like, I had a bit of some mental health issues, mm. and which I found very difficult to sort of deal with on a personal level, and um, had to take a bit of ownership on that. Like, I can't keep having like spells of bad mental health, um, so I decided to reach out to Health in Mind, which is the local health um, mental health charity here in the southeast um, of England, and yeah, I got some CBT, which I'd never done before. Um, and I did eight weeks of CBT and it was actually really, I won't won't say life-changing, but it certainly has Mm. given me a lot of things to practice going forward so that I don't get myself into these moments again where I'm, you know, having a a, a mental health um, issue, having mental health issues. Um, Yeah, and it was really challenging. Like, I'm, you know, I don't know if if anyone that's listening who's done CBT before, it was, you know, it's challenging. And Mm. you get lots of homework. You have to do lots of things. You've got to practice on a regular basis. You know, you'll kind of um, revisit, like, 40-odd years of, like, thought processes and trauma Mm. and trying to, like, kind of sort them out. So it's tricky and hard. And and there were some of the sessions were tough, and I found it hard. But... Um, again, going back to what you were saying about growth, I feel like I grew a lot from that experience. And, um, yeah, I, I've, I've had great mental health since. So I think, that obviously, it did what it needed to do. Mm, yeah, um, and you added another tool to your toolkit that you can use mm. if you ever do need to use it again. I think that's really, really important, especially with mental health, is having a sort of toolkit of modalities that you can draw on when you need them. Yeah, and being okay about actually reaching out and getting some help, you know, yeah. which I've always been a bit rubbish at. I mean, I've you know I've had plenty of traumas over the years, but I've never made a, an effort to actually ring up anywhere or like email someone and say, actually, do you mm. know what? I really need to talk to someone now. Yeah, and you're a big mental health advocate, but I think in general it can be tricky for men sometimes to reach out and ask for help or talk about their problems or mm. their feelings. Like women are. You know, I hate to be stereotypical, and I'm sure there are lots of women who struggle with this. 
but in general women do talk a little bit more and mm. are more open to like discussing these things openly with friends and loved ones but but yeah i, I think for men it it can be tricky yeah it can that. be i think and then obviously these things are getting better and men are being more in touch with their emotions for one of a better way of saying it but yeah i do think there is still some stigmas attached to men actually doing that yeah yeah totally there's nothing nothing to be ashamed about no absolutely not at all everyone no and i highly point. recommend it, like cbt as a form of therapy i think it was really yeah it made me think of things in such a different way mm. and um yeah, yeah. And, and, and i've got practice in place now so yeah that was a big thing to overcome and i overcame it and i feel like a much stronger more rounded person for yeah, oh, do you know what? I think everyone should see th- a therapist yeah. or s- have some kind of some form of therapy at least once in their life, mm. even if you have no major trauma or mental health issues. Like, I don't know. I just think it's so useful. I mean, I've seen a, ther- a therapist a few times, but um, I remember when my mum passed away when I was I was only uh, nineteen, so this was, you know, a good twelve. 13 years uh, yeah 12 years ago now and um people's attitudes towards mental health was so different even then and I remember getting a, like a pamphlet if you know if you've ever had a loved one that dies in a hospital you know you're with them and then they die and then you leave the building and the nurse is just like oh here's a pamphlet here's a, here's a bit of paper here's <laughs> yeah here's a pamphlet on bereavement and you're like oh cheers and then you go and you pack up your bag full of grief and off you go. And then I remember in the pamphlet it said, you know, there are options for therapy. I was like, I don't need therapy. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Therapy's for losers. And off I went for eight years, um, just carrying all this trauma and grief and never processing it. And it was manifesting in all sorts of different ways and anxieties and, you know, health issues and all sorts. And because I wasn't a depressed kind of person, I never suffered from depression or anything. I thought I was fine. And then it wasn't until I finally started talking to somebody that I realised I actually had a lot of shit that I needed to work through. So even if you don't think you need to see someone, sometimes it's nice just to sort of have a little top up. It definitely bites you on the bum if you don't address things. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Last thing that you overcame this year. We're only on number two. Don't mind. This is going to be. A, I know. This could be a long episode. Oh, you done yours? Sorry. Um, I, I cut that out because it was so boring. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, th- that's going to sound awful when we listen back to that because you were laughing silently, and so it sounded like I just ripped you out for having bad mental health, yeah, and then oh, laughed. Mental health is so boring. Get on with the good stuff. <laughs> And then started, and then started mm. laughing. CVT, <laughs> 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 and you just were silent. So if people know, are watching a video, it's going to make me sound like a proper bully, which I am. Uh, last one thing I overcame was flying on a small plane. Oh yeah. Oh, honestly, I've got such a big fear of flying, which surprises some people because I'm a big. Ad- I just love travel, um, and I don't fly. You know, I don't fly too much, like unnecessary, unnecessarily, and obviously, I'm very conscious of my carbon footprint and what have you. But those little small planes, oh my Terrif- god, they look terrifying. To be honest, 
oh well thanks <laughs> thanks for that never gonna step foot no i'm again. trying to say they look terrifying so well done for overcoming your fear thank you it's it is it's terrifying so in tanzania i went on a smallish plane but it wasn't really small it was probably maybe seated like 50 uh maybe like 25 people or something okay that feels like it was 50 people quite quite a big plane yeah okay <laughs> I mean, I've been on a Ryan. I don't know if I've ever said to you, but I've been on a Ryan airplane. Well, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, there was someone turning the propellers outside the plane. Shut up! Like a nineteen fifties plane. No. I honestly, I I was like, what's going on? And then uh, we took off, and I, luckily, um, the athlete Daley Thompson was sitting behind me. So I thought, Do you know what, we'll be fine. He's got an Olympic medal. Oh yeah, because that that stops. <laughs> but well, famous people never die. And well, play no, in helicopter if we go crashes, down, do they? if we go down, have to edit we, that bit out. We, no, we go down. <laughs> if we go down on a desert island, Dane Thompson's there. He'll be able to make a fire and stuff. I hate to break it to you, but if we go down in a plane, you ain't surviving that. This isn't lost. <laughs> Dane Thompson's there. I went on. I flew on a flight. A I can't speak. <laughs> It's making me stressed. Yeah. I flew on a plane with um, to Ibiza once with, um, what's the woman from EastEnders? Ricky. Oh, Bianca. Ma- oh, Bianca. Bianca from yeah, yeah. EastEnders. Patsy Kensit. That's it. Not yeah. Patsy Kensit. Patsy something. Patsy. Ken- <laughs> Patsy Kennedy. <laughs> uh, but we. She was there with her family. It was a lovely, you know. Mm. And what they did is they put all the young people that were there, like mm. on a party holiday, at the back of the plane. And all the families at the front, and I got I got that logic. However, it happened that me and my friends were quite sensible, and we weren't. But you were the party people, were you? We were stuck with the party people. Oh, there, it was like a nightclub. Oh. Everyone was stood up. Can I just say what you were going to Ibiza? Yes. So well, I was. I was like comes nineteen. To the territory, doesn't it? Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was nineteen, and we were going on a party holiday, but but. You know, we were just... You only, like, partly party. Well, the party starts in Ibiza. It doesn't start on an easy jet flight. Come on, people. People were getting arrested. Brilliant. Someone took a piss UK in the aisle. Sorry, everybody. Someone took a piss in the aisle, and it trickled all the way down the plane. Oh, did it Some... go over Bianca's foot? Someone <laughs> took my friend's camera, like, stole her camera out of her hand. It was carnage, and um, and then we got stuck... Why did you piss? At, why did you piss on the no, plane? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we pulled up, well, you know, landed. Um, they didn't pulled let, up. <laughs> they didn't let us out for ages because the police were getting ready to arrest everyone. So right. it was just a nightmare. Did you, get, you didn't get arrested then. No, I didn't. I was just sensibly sitting there reading, you know, Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like mad hedonistic parties. Go, people pissing in the aisles. Uh, You're just sitting there like little swat with your glasses yeah. on, like reading Lord of the Rings. Harry well, Potter. actually, on that note, today, right, I went to the mechanic, as you know. Yeah. And um, as I was driving out, uh, I was listening to Lord of the Rings mm. audiobook narrated by Andy Serkis, absolutely wonderful, 10 out of 10 would recommend, because he does all the accents of all the characters, which we've just been discussing. Yeah. Do you want to do your Sean Bean impression now? The little one. <laughs> Give them a moment for pity. Give them a moment for pity. <laughs> so I was listening to... Sean, if you're listening, we love you. We love on, you on the on, pod. <laughs> yeah, come on the pod. We won't so, do any of the voices. I was listening to that really loudly, because um, I am a little bit hard of hearing, but also I'd, I'd like to just, you know listen to stuff quite loudly had my windows down uh, so that I could drive better and then as I was turning around these two people 
you know, like kind of young, trendy people as well, right. annoyingly, like walked up right up to my car. So I was t- doing a three point turn in the road mm. and they heard really loudly. It was like, you cannot pass. <laughs> <laughs> Flee, you fall, fly, you fools. Fly, you fools. And all of it. And, and like Frodo ran across the bridge and blah, blah. And I just was like, oh, God, I'm such a loser. For <laughs> fuck's sake. Anyway. Um, but so fear of flying. So, yeah, I, I overcame yeah. that. And, and then in Kenya, we flew on a proper small plane. Okay. It was like a. 80 it, i think it's seated 15 people or something but yeah, you're in small, there yeah. you can we're sat right behind the pilot watching him mm. and, and how like, long was the flight um it was probably like the longest one because there was a few flights the longest was probably like 45 minutes to an hour that's long enough though isn't it to yeah. be in a small plane well they're a little bit like buses so they stop off they pick people up they oh, take right. off again and so you're going oh wow up and down, okay because i would be on a, once i'm in the air i want to stay in the air i don't want to be coming back down again. exactly well it's the landing and the taking off that's the scariest the, bit I don't, the landing well maybe in a small plane like in a big plane mm. i feel like the landing's not so bad almost you obviously get that kind mm. of stomach inducing kind of like weirdness when you're going mm. down it's the taking off i don't like that's always been the thing for yeah. me is taking and off. the turning as well if there's any turning yeah. When that, it, yeah it doesn't matter how many times i fly whenever we turn i'm yeah. still like are we actually turning that or are we crashing do we need to turn at this point yeah can we just yeah. keep going straight or like can we do <laughs> just take me to take me to iceland yeah just take me i'll land in greenland that's fine it's fine it's fine just drop me off in the ocean yeah. it's fine <laughs> honestly i'm the worst person to fly with the whole time i've I'm flying, I'm just staring at either the person next to me or in the small, the case of the small plane, I'm staring into the back of the pilot's head, like waiting for the mm. smallest sign that something's not right. You know, is that turbulence or are we crashing? And yeah, it's, it was horrible. I don't want to talk about it. It's very... <laughs> you brought it up. It's making me sweat. But I overcame it. Yeah, well done. I did it. It's amazing. And I don't suppose it'll be the last time you'll go on a small plane. And it won't be. That's good though, because you're... Next time you'll be that little bit maybe easier about it. Well, maybe. I mean, next time I fly on one of those planes is probably going to be in Zambia next year, but we'll be hosting, so I'll have to be... Super confident. Yeah, I'll have to pretend I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I fly on these planes all the time. Oh, this is like, it's like, yeah, it's like taking a bus. <laughs> Don't worry, guys, this is normal. <laughs> so we plummet to the ground. Anyway, right, three things that I learnt in 2023. Go on, you go first oh, this time. so much i always learn i'm a big learner big fan big fan of learning Mm. my favorite hobby um so the first one i put because i thought you know what i'm gonna go quite small and insignificant but for me i learned a few new recipes and also i learned a little bit more about nutrition from our good friend pauline cox who was on the pod great episode if you haven't listened to that go check it out and a little bit more about gut health yeah and that has been an absolute bloody game changer honestly so i learned all about the gut body how it affects you and your nervous system and uh, learn a few new re- uh, new recipes well if you go back and listen to that episode you'll know that how you've been on a gut journey i have yeah, i have which started kind of at the beginning of the year i guess yeah well it was my new <laughs> it was my new year's resolution mm. it's my goal last year to get to the bottom of a few medical things Literally. that i've had <laughs> by going to the bottom <laughs> I'm doing a gut test. It's yeah. If for those of you who haven't done a gut test, it's not the most. Um, well, it involves toilet sheath. That's the main thing I remember. <laughs> toilet sheath. <laughs> it invo- involves putting a sheath over your toilet so yeah. that it catches what catches comes out debris. of you, and then you have to go through it with a like a spoon and. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and pick out stuff like samples mm-hmm. put it in a little container and little send kernels. it off oh god honestly it was grim and then Mate, that should have been in your overcoming bit <laughs> no i enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah then they come back to you and they say actually you've got terrible microbiome and you haven't got enough good bacteria you've got too much bad bacteria whatever and the minute i started adjusting my diet and taking probiotics and doing all this stuff uh, all my anxiety immediately disappeared that I've had for my whole life. I'm still a little bit of an anxious, jittery person in general, but it completely cleared up. My New Year's resolution last year was to get to the bottom of my tremor that I've had my mm. whole life. I did not do that yet. But um, but yeah, so that's my first one. What about you? That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, I kind of realised that I'm... Well, I didn't realise this. I know, I've known this for quite a while, but I've, I'm starting to own the fact that I'm a workaholic mm. um, and trying to work on that going forwards because yeah. I think I, I do work too much yeah I think I would agree with that and I I think as creatives in some way we all do because we mm. love what we do yeah and so you le- that's what you learn <laughs> I learned that I work well I hadn't acknowledged it properly I don't mm. think I think I just thought that was normal yeah 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 um but actually I do need to mm. yeah I need to address that a bit more going forward I think next year I need to be a little bit more well, like you were saying, like say no to certain things, say yes to the other things. And um, yeah, just work on the things I want to work on. Yeah, that's cool. Well done. Um, <laughs> that sounded so bad. Oh, well done. Well I've, done. I've, I've been shitting on a sheaf. Oh, yeah, I had to go through my own shit <laughs> with a spoon. And oh, you've just, well, like, learned that that you just worked out that you work a lot. So we'll well, come back like, to that. Yeah. We'll come back to that. My second one was how to produce and host a podcast. Hey. That's quite a lot of learning involved in Lots that. Lots of learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned how to do that. What about yeah. you? What's your second one? Um, uh, what did I put for my second one? I learned that actually I often take greater pleasure in other people's successes over my own. So basically you've just learned a lot about what a great person you are this year. Oh, <laughs> no, I did learn. I thought I worked I worked out. I learned this year that I work a lot. I love I'm a I'm a really loving person and just an all-round legend. Motherfucker. <laughs> um well, I did learn that. Cool. Okay. Good for you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this year, I learn more about wildlife and ecosystems. Mm-hmm. I learn every year, but I think particularly because I spent quite a lot of time in Africa and I l- learned a lot about that. I l- spent time in Costa Rica and the Galapagos Islands and learned a lot about those areas. Mm. And so now, going forward, the projects that I have that involve wildlife and ecosystems and conservation and stuff, I feel a bit more knowledgeable. And I'm still mm. lots to learn, but yeah. Actually, that's something I've learned a lot about as well, like sort of through you. But yeah, it's something I've been trying to engage with more. Mm, amazing. Um, yeah, so it's really good. Cool. Um, my last one is trusting my gut more. Right, right. Yeah, I've yeah. learned to trust my gut more. And that goes good. back to some of the other things I've said earlier on, you know, about the, the, the paths I've trodden and stuff like that. Um, and like checking out my mental health and things like that. So yeah, just trusting my gut more on things in general. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, relying on it a little bit more. Mm. Cool. Nice. Okay. Three things I did for myself. First thing mm. for me was I s- implemented switch off weekends. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you've I'm going to go I'm going to run through these really quickly now because we've been going for quite a long time and we've only got probably about halfway through. <laughs> so, I implemented switch off weekends. Yeah. Spent to So, one thing that I've been talking about a lot is escaping the English winters and I keep 
banging on about this all the time. I do generally tend to, if I'm going to go away and do work abroad or whatever, I tend to try and do that in the winter anyway. But I've been talking about this for so long. I thought, do you know what? This year I will will be the year where I go and spend a couple of months out in Costa Rica and uh, volunteer at a rescue centre. Um, paint out there try and raise a bit of money for this wildlife center and yeah do a bit of conservation work and stuff so that's what I'm doing obviously it's you know it's going to be a kind of philanthropic trip in some ways but to be honest with you it's just you know I'm doing it for myself (laughs) my mental health and get a bit of sun and Mm -hmm. beach and yeah so that's one thing that I'm doing for myself and I also cleared out my wardrobe and b- bought new clothes. And that sounds really stupid, but I genuinely buy clothes probably like once every four years or something. I wear the same thing over and over again, usually trackies, tracksuit. Um, and I actually went through my wardrobe, cleared everything out, through all the stuff that I wanted to take to the charity shop or to the clothes bin in a big bag and bought new stuff. Nice. And I feel really excited about it. Got fresh new clothes. Well, it's nice if you've got something you've, you're planning to do, like your trip and stuff. It gives you the opportunity mm. to go and do that and reassess everything you've got. And, exactly. Yeah. And also, after speaking to Chris Lovett, who we haven't actually released yet. In fact, we'll be li- releasing early next year, right? Uh-huh. He, that is a great episode for like clearing stuff out. Clearing space, fresh new year. So, physical yeah, and mental physical and mental so you know when that episode comes out i definitely recommend it will mm. inspire you to have a big clear out and it did me so yeah what were you all three of yours yeah is what it? about you okay so taking care of my mental health mm-hmm. which was something that we talked about in the last bit um yeah that was really important to me and something i needed to do um subconsciously but now kind of working on it more consciously with putting in place better dopamine when I say that, I mean like um, doing more exercise, having meeting up with friends, having conversations, people going for a coffee, being out in nature more, listening to music. Um, all those things really have been, not that I'd neglected any of those things, but just being a bit more purposeful with them mm. um, so that I can get good dopamine. So yeah, those things, um, and and less about the bad dopamine, which you know you talked about, like having less phone stuff, like that is all really bad dopamine hits. Mm. Um, and then yeah, opening opportunities up for myself. So like starting the, the film company, and yeah, just making choices that are better for me going forward. Nice, well done. Three things I did for others. I feel like your list is going to be really long. Mine was that was quite hard. Tricky. That was hard. That bit. Hard because you've done so many things. Because I'm so I'm such a great guy. <laughs> yeah, you're quite an altruistic person, I think, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm quite a selfish person. So, um, okay, so yeah, I, I did find this hard to think of. Like, kind of, I didn't want to sort of say necessarily individual acts that I've done, but mm. particularly, but you know, I get, but continue to try and be a more hopeful online presence, promote kindness and compassion try and be, you know, there for people if they need me, that kind of stuff, um, which is something I've been doing for quite a long time. Um, trying to connect with people more regularly. I've obviously touched on that before um, on this. Um, wanting to continue doing that and actually connecting people to people, mm-hmm. not just for me, but, like, actually trying to connect other people to one another, whether that's in, again, work or friendships or, you know, having, like, dues at our house or whatever, like curry nights and stuff, having mm-hmm. people there that maybe don't know each other but come together and it's nice yeah um like-minded people that i think will get on it was a fun evening that was oh good um and then yeah just to be like 
there when people need me like you know be an active listener for people and not be judgmental you know and always be like yeah try and be caring and compassionate on a general basis so not anything individual that i know there have been things i've done individually but like as an overall arc of my year those are the things i've been trying to do more of but they're the kind of things i do all the time anyway exactly you're a very kind person um but i agree it feels funny telling other people about nice things you've done it's like, mm. oh, well, actually, I like bought this person this and I paid Well, you've this already taken the this. piss out in the last bit where I said, <laughs> you know, that I'd done, you know, what have you learned? And I was like, well, I've learned this. And you're like, yeah, well, f- fuck off. We Arrogant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's, but, you know, that, yeah. you know but it's, it's hard. It's hard, isn't it, when that's part of who you are? I know. You know, because people, people, you know, and I'm not saying you, but like some people do think it's a bit like, oh, like, um, Show- yeah, showy. Yeah, yeah. But it's and it, not uh, ever meant in that way. No, but. of course not. I, don't think you're like that really but i will always make fun of you because it keeps you grounded so yeah thank you anyway um <laughs> three things that i did further so one the first one i said was the impermanence project fund so obviously last year's exhibition was the impermanence collection and from the money from the sold artwork for a percentage of that went into the project fund and so that beginning of this year that got distributed amongst four projects um Amazing. four conservation in projects fact, i think if we're going to go back i raised a bit of money for that not very much but a little bit me 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 <laughs> this is what i mean it's all about you <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, you it's did. amazing. Actually, you did because you ran that that thing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. But also, like, no, regardless of that, like, you've do, you do loads for conservation um, and wildlife organisations, and I you should probably bang on about it a bit more, to be honest. Well, uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but um, no, honestly, though, it was really cool to actually because I, I do donate stuff to. Uh, you know auctions or donate to charities but you never really know where the money goes Mm. but I think this was particularly special because I actually knew where the money was going and so for example one of the projects was like a snow leopard um, research project and I actually did get invited to go out to India to the Himalayas to see where the money was being spent and like what was what was happening out there I unfortunately I couldn't go it kind of um, clashed with my trip to Kenya but they the charity that did go sent me lots of pictures and you know really super grateful so that sort of stuff is yes very very feel good i'd say um i also donated to auctions and charities and stuff like that and i put i encouraged my friends um because i think i'm a good encourager of people to reach for the stars and do what they are meant to be doing in this life and you know not to let fear hold them back so I there were a few various different friends and people in my life that I sort of encouraged with their various different projects and work things and stuff like that and yeah no you are good at doing that thank you um three objects mm, or this was tricky as well for in 2023 so do you want me to go first yeah go on so this is not an ad um but I am so grateful for the company Riverford <laughs> I bang on about this company all the time. I really want them to sponsor the pod because they're just such a great company, as far as I know. Really eco-friendly and sustainable. Mm. Basically, it's a bit like, um, you know, food box d- uh, deliveries. Like a Gusto or a HelloFresh. Hello yeah, exactly, where you get meal kits delivered to your house um, and you make the meal, but all the, rest, you know, all the ingredients are measured out mm. for you so you don't waste anything. But you can also buy just general groceries like uh there'll be a like 
a bakery with lots of bread. There'll be yeah. some dairy custard products. Custard apples. A, yeah, <laughs> custard apples, which was one thing that I got one one week that I thought was a bit weird. So I donated it to the mm. Paley Phillips household. Thank you, yes. Forced, what, did Eli eat it in the end or something? No, it was you and I that ate a bit oh. of it and the rest <laughs> donated elsewhere. Shell took <laughs> one look at it and walked out of the room. <laughs> um, but yeah, in fruit and vegetables and stuff like that. And it all comes from like a small farm, organic produce, really high quality. You can just tell it's it's good food. It's not like, you know, quote unquote, organic from the supermarket. Well, we've made the, 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 the orange chocolate tart. Oh yeah, yeah, and I've made brownies with other friends as well. Um, I've actually made a few recipes for friends, and everyone's been raving about it. Mm. It's just so good, and yeah, I love it because I'm just not very good at cooking, but I am a big fan of eating healthily. So, um, my second one is my car and my home, and particularly right now, I feel particularly grateful for my car because I had a bit of a near near death experience. Well, my car had a near-death experience. Same, I, yeah. I was fine. But, yeah, we've obviously been having this storm lately. And uh, all the roads around my place are completely flooded. I drove through one of the flooded roads thinking it wasn't that deep. And it turned out it was very deep. My car started making a I'm-going-to-die-soon mm. noise. And I took it to the mechanic and it's fine, which is good. But it, it, I couldn't drive it for a week and... It just made me realise how much I need a car and rely on that. And my home as well, because um, touch wood, it's been okay this year, but in previous years when we've had storms, we've lost power for up to a week. That's a long time time not to have electricity or heating or hot water, because my hot water is electric and stuff. So, yeah, it's made me feel very grateful for my home. Um, And my third one, it doesn't really... It's not really an object, but um, I put Maisie because my dog. Um, I just love her. Yeah, that's fair enough. What about you? Uh, Well, firstly, I put my laptop Mm -hmm. because it just allows me, because it's a laptop, I can take it wherever I like. I can go and write wherever I want. And, you know, I tend to go out places to write now. I used to always write at home, but now I will go to a cafe or go to the library. Or, if you know, if it's sunny, I'll go outside and do it. So, yeah. So having that flexibility of having it in lots of different environments. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just there all the time. I can just use it when I want. And it's, yeah. mm. So my laptop. Cool. Um, secondly, my earphones, my headphones. Like music is such a big thing for me. And I know it's for you as well. But like it just it does so many different things. For me. You know, I always talk about it, like changing your chemicals, depending on what, you know, you it kind of does whatever you need it to do at that moment. And I think f- as from a creative point of view as well, it's always inspiring me to listen to music. I listen to music when I write. You know, I just listen to music whenever I can, really. Mm. So um, just having my headphones is like a, it's just a portal into, mm. you know, a different world. Can I say as well, whenever I drive past you and you're walking down the street, because Giles and I live very close to each other, I often will see you and you've always got your headphones on. <laughs> in, And you're always like... Walking along, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> what kind of music do you think I listen? Drum to? and bass. No, well, that's the last thing I listen to. Um, I like. I mean, I do like all sorts of stuff, but not drum and bass. But yeah, it is. It's it's so vital to me, mm. um, music. So Same. yeah. And my last one is my pencil and oh. my pad. Like I know it's like two objects, but like pencil and pad because I'm always like I need to write my notes. Mm-hmm. I need to write 
the scribble stuff. It's just, yeah, I always have them with me. That's a great one. I love pencil because it's so simple and so small. And yeah. it was something that most people probably wouldn't think of. And I'm sure there's so many people listening that are like, oh, I haven't got anything to be grateful for. Well, it's like, well, have you got oxygen in your yeah. lungs and food in your fridge? Yeah, and, no, you know, yeah, yeah. Over your head? And obviously these are kind of material things, really. Mm. Um, yeah. But you said objects. So. Yeah. So three favourite shared memories. So very quickly, mine have been travelling with friends. So, yeah, I love... Not even necessarily travelling to far-flung places, just travel in general. Mm. Like, driving to London for the pod every Monday. You know, me and you, we do it. It's silly, it's fun. Um, we did a group trip to the Galapagos and to Costa Rica. And again, like it's, it's just that feeling of camaraderie and, like, you're, you're part of a group, you're part of a team, you're part of a fellowship of the ring, some might yeah, say. Yeah. And you're going on a quest. Off to Mordor. Off to Mordor. And um, yeah, and oh, and again, we had like some amazing moments in Tanzania and Kenya. Like in, in Tanzania, we, um, you know, we would have like a surprise dinner out in the bush. Um, and I remember at one point they were like, oh, there's um, the guides were like, oh my God, there's poachers. We need to go and get the registration plate of these poachers. And we've heard that they, they don't have a gun, but they have got um, like a spear or something. And we were all like, oh, my God, what's going on? So we raced over to where these poachers were. And they were like, yeah, this is really bad, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it turned out it was just a surprise dinner <laughs> in the bush. Aww. And we were all, like, laughing. It was just moments like that I'm really grateful for because I, I do love them. Um, and the second one is, again, hanging out with friends, whether that just be, like, hanging out, watching TV, um, doing the pod, um, me and my friend will often have like sleepovers but just come here and just watch tv and sofa rot as we call it do some sofa rotting for the weekend and make some dinner and yeah stuff like that and then another one has been doing pub quizzes every week so um i love a pub quiz i love yeah love winning prizes and stuff getting competitive and uh yeah it's been just a fun little addition to my week every week what about you um so every year um, the family does a photo booth mm. um, photograph and um, it's our annual thing that we together. Yeah, that um, was in the news, wasn't it? It was in the news, yeah. It's my own claim to fame. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so doing that every year, it's getting harder because the kids are getting bigger and there's less room and it feels like the yeah. photo booths are getting smaller than not. Well, I noticed that in your last one, Sonny and Eli are actually taking up more space than yeah, you Yeah, it's really tra- hard to negotiate <laughs> getting into the thing. But so, yeah. But it is obviously it's our thing that we do, and it says that's always very nice and mm. sentimental. Um, doing doing this podcast, like oh. um, particularly, like, I was just thinking the other day you put up a post about some of your you know moments this year, and uh, yeah, us doing the first one mm. we went up to London, and you know, super exciting to do this new oh, venture yeah, and yeah. stuff, and it's just yeah, and like, like you say, just generally like hanging out going up to London, going up to these charity events that we, we go to, you drag me along mm. to, and stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's just lovely. You know, it's just so nice. Um, and then um, the third one is getting hypnotised. <gasps> oh, I forgot about this. Oh, this was amazing. When was that? Was that this year? It was the beginning of the year, yeah. That was you just come back amazing. from um, Florida and I got tickets oh, oh. for Darren Brown. Yeah. And... Um, 
it was a show that you'd seen before, but you told me about. Uh, I hadn't realised at the time I bought the tickets. So you and I went, and we were right up in the gods. It was it was quite far away from the stage, but it was okay. We could see quite well. Mm. And um, Darren Brown did this weird voodoo hypnotism <laughs> routine, and we were both hypnotised. Yeah, but I'd actually been hypnotised already. Yeah, so I'd... you're obviously very susceptible. <laughs> Yeah, I was just hypnotised in the car on the way up. <laughs> no, I I'd, I think I'd seen that show or something similar before with a different friend and mm. the same thing had happened to both of us. But it doesn't happen to everyone. No, 60% of the audience or 70% of the audience, so we, it's not yeah. everybody. And we were sat next to these Scottish blokes, weren't we? Yeah. And we'd been kind of like laughing along with them and like mm. chatting away to them. Taking and then, pictures of them. Yeah, for some reason. And then... Um, yeah, and then when we got hypnotised, we were looking at each other and we were like, oh my God, what yeah. what just happened? Did you just lose... Five minutes of my life. What? And then the, the guy next to us was like, what are you two talking about? Yeah. Do you, you didn't, you don't remember what just happened on the stage? We were like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, they were all looking at us like we were like lying or something. Yeah. Um, oh, we it's really so weren't. weird. It's so cool. I... I Oh, I just hi- I don't even know if that show is still out, but if if Darren Brown is touring, showman, 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 showman. That's yeah. the newest um, superhero in the yeah. uh, Marvel. Showman, it's showman. Comes on, does a little song and dance. He's got like a little <laughs> top hat that he throws at people's heads. Yeah. Do you remember in South Park, um, Captain Hindsight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Hindsight. Yeah. Anyway, um, Showman, yeah, yeah, definitely go see it. Or just see any of Darren Brown's shows. Well, you can so actually cool. see it on, I think Channel 4 did a televised version of it. So you can actually I wonder it. if the hypnotism The hypnotism worked. Work. They, they, like, uh, they showed how the trick works, but yeah. Shame, it's not quite shame. the same as doing it live. But yeah, I don't know, it's just stuck with me that moment. Oh, God. That, a oh, nice, it was one of those nice shared moments, you know, as well. We, were, yeah, we had our that. minds blown, didn't we? We did. Right, three favourite moments with myself. Now, this is PC moments only. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, right. My first one is, is my switch. I've mentioned this a few times, mm. but my switch off weekends. And I love it now. I like look forward to it. I crave it. What started off as something that was quite scary for me. It's like switching off my phone and being disconnected. And being just with my thoughts and not having music or podcasts playing and just being in a silent house. Mm. It's really daunting and I actually found it really hard. Um, But yeah, it's something that I've grown to absolutely love. And now it's my favourite time of the week. When it gets to the end of the weekend and I switch my phone on again, I'm always a bit like, ugh, do I have to? When you've been bombarded with messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours worth of voice notes from you. <laughs> um, sitting outside my tent in Africa. This was this happened a few times this summer because I spent quite a bit of time in Africa this summer. And sitting outside your tent on your own, maybe in the late afternoon as it's starting to get a bit dusky and it's warm and you hear all the sounds and you sit and you're drinking your cup of tea. Oh, it's just magical. Honestly, magical. Um, and I remember actually the last time I did it, I was in Kenya and it was in the afternoon and a whole family of baboons just Mm. appeared right in front of my tent. And it's that moment where you're kind of like, I don't want to move because they're actually really dangerous. But this is so cool. Um, Lots of babies and stuff. Um, And my third one is painting whilst listening to stuff. Of course, it's going to be one of my favorite Mm. things to do because it's what I do for a living. So, yeah. What about you? Um, So it is alone. But I'm in a place where there are people, but okay. it's, if, if that makes sense. But writing in flashing, back, yeah, flashing, yeah. 
Um, it's a lonely world. Yeah, flash as well. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, you can't get the rain max as big these days. Either, <laughs> um, no, writing in backers. Um, yeah. It's my it's one of my favourite places to go. We it's might have co- to bleep out the name of the cafe because I don't want people turning up and asking for autographs. <laughs> that actually did happen once. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, someone stopped in the doorway and came in. I was in the window oh. writing. And came in and went, oh, you just pay flips. They noticed you through the window and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, they were like, funny. you just pay flips. And I was like, yeah. They went, oh, my God, I follow you on Twitter and Instagram. And I love your work, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah. Wow. I was like, yeah. That's and, cool. And I'd, all I could hear was like Evie and Lucy laughing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, writing there, when I, you know, like I say, sometimes putting my headphones on or whatever to just shut everything out or mm. just listening into things. So it's not quite being alone, but I feel alone because I'm doing it on my own if you saw what I mean yeah um, but, but, that, but again like you doing your doing your painting you know, mm. it's, it's kind of similar act, I suppose um, doing my radio show that's been the thing I've been doing this year for Islington Radio and it just means I like switch off for an hour listen to music solidly mm. um, and I get to choose all the tracks for it and stuff so mm. that's been really nice to do that like just listening to music that I love Mm. Um, so that's been really cool and then there's been a couple of times this summer I just went down to the beach on my own and paddled in the sea and just when it's been wow. a nice day just getting the you know the water on my, f- my legs and my feet and just yeah nice. so that's been nice great I honestly I can't wait to hear what other people that are doing this mm. like right and we'd love to hear from people if you have Absolutely. any like big revelations like for me one of my big revelations was um when I came to doing the things that I do for others I kind of thought maybe I should do some more spontaneous nice things for people or it might be I think it will probably be quite common for people to realize they haven't really done much for themselves this year yeah um stuff like that so it really helps you to realize which areas you need to work on a little bit yeah I've I've found it really fascinating just going through this stuff and then actually just sort of thinking back over the year like having that reflection time Mm. it's really important to do that yeah next episode will be setting goals and intentions and hopefully it won't be quite as long as this episode it's yeah maybe it will i've just had a look i've written quite a lot actually um but yeah thanks for listening thank you goodbye bye